All right, team. It's the fourth quarter. The Lord gave us the atoms, and it's up to us to make them dance. Hey, if Tom Landry's hat doesn't motivate you, then I should just quit right now. I'm sorry. We're just a little tired, sir. We've been pushing ourselves real hard to get the reactor online. Tired, eh? What you guys need is hammocks. Uh, hi, Homer. What can I do for you? Sir, I need to know where I can get some business hammocks. Hammocks? My goodness, what an idea. Why didn't I think of that? Hammocks! Homer, there's four places. There's the hammock hut. That's on third. Uh-huh. There's hammocks or us. Got that's it. on third, too. You got put your butt there? Mm-hmm. That's on third? Yes. Swing low, sweet chariot? Right. Matter of fact, they're all in the same complex. It's the hammock complex down on third. Oh, the hammock district. That's right. Welcome to the 2020 edition of The Nightfly with me, Dave Juskow. A new decade, a new format, and a new brand of podcasting is what I would say if any of that were true. But you know it, like Dickinson says to Judge Wilson in the play 1776, come now, James, nothing has changed. <laughs> so you can expect more of those lines from stuff no one remembers except me going forward in 2020. This is the Nightfly, and the first episode begins right now. Good evening, everybody. I am Dave Juskow, and I am here with Guillermo Salazar, Hi. director Hi. of Turbocharge. Don't don't say that out loud. No, I'm giving you now direct full oh. director credit. Full <laughs> uh, memo wrote and directed it. After we've seen the uh, commentary on the uh, Amazon site, <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all memo's fault. <laughs> Have you read any of the comments? No, I don't want to. That. Do you want me to read them for you today? <laughs> sure. Or, I mean, I can. I yeah, I'd love to hear some. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Are you sure? Because it might hurt your feelings. <laughs> it might hurt my career. Yeah. I don't know why I agreed to do this in the first place. Well, because you're an idiot. It comes from <laughs> upbringing. Parents are idiots, too. <laughs> yeah. Just because your grandfather, you know, creates an entire underground railroad system in Mexico <laughs> doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to be able to pull that off and whatever. Yep. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about anyway. I'm just pulling it up now because I, uh, I forgot about it. I this was like, wait, how can we not pull up the <clears throat> reviews on Turbocharge? Hello, everybody. How was your New Year's Eve? <coughs> you should tell people that it's like 6 a.m. right now or whatever. Oh, early yeah, morning. Well, we're edition. doing early. But how was your New Year's? Oh, mine. It was all right. It was, you know, it was um, when you have kids, it's like parents and you kids. You have kids? Yeah, I have one, believe it or not. 
Well, I do have a surprise for you and your child um, later, which is uh, funny. But yeah, here are the uh, here are the reviews with two point seven out of five. <laughs> it's better than I good. expected. Uh, well, let's see. I'll just go. Um, I guess in order here. Uh, one star, embarrassing to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I had known Ben Orr in the 60s in Cleveland from the local music scene, was looking forward to this movie for a long time. I'm sure it would be great. It wasn't. <laughs> it was supposed to be a comedy. It wasn't funny. It was, well, lame. It is a serious... This is the high praise. It's a serious contender for worst movie I ever saw. <laughs> the movie um, prize. Dropping in the song lyrics as part of the dialogue didn't work and came across as contrived and exceptionally stilted. At least he put all this <laughs> yeah, work into he, it. He thought so. about it. He the apparently... ultimate in stupidity was the utilization of an animated snowman as a narrator. I'm sure the producer director thought this was a mark of genius. If this movie was a person, it would have an IQ of 41. Four dollars, two of my two hours of my life wasted. Don't repeat my mistake. You know, I mean, that's the most obvious thing. Yeah. Well, and actually, we can blame um, Dave and Donna for making us put this. <laughs> um, oh, here's one from Tony D. Um, who I thought was a guy I went to college with. Maybe it is. What a terrible movie. It's hard to believe that someone put up the money to make this piece of garbage. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, they took what is a very interesting subject and made it impossible to sit through. Please don't make the same mistake I did. You'll hate yourself. This one just says, it's two-word review. It says, shit sandwich. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's an OK6 solo album. Oh, yeah. Put um, here's one, don't waste your time or money. Horribly childish waste of time and money. <laughs> You know, be a little bit more creative. You're going to put the title, Don't Waste Your Money. Don't also put it in the liner notes. Uh, here, of course, the John Jordan one we think. Uh, <laughs> the guy that's in the movie makes the band look like a bunch of idiots. Uh, not what I was, Here's another one, not what I was expecting. As a fan of the cars, I did not pay attention to the description, unauthorized story. <laughs> Instead, I was expecting a biography, a documentary of the band, which is not, I realize now, this is supposed to be a parody, but wow, I didn't get it. And of course... <laughs> well, I mean, the, even the description like that means he didn't even read the little description that clearly makes this i mean it said it you know the description of the thing on the amazon yeah. thing is like pretty obvious that this is a comedy and stupid like there's nothing we're not pretending otherwise hey i'm so. not blaming you or any you know no no but i mean for him not to have read that it's a little surprising because but then of course there's dave curry's nice review but we can't count that and um, here's another one after that. I can't believe I spent a nickel on this. <laughs> uh, shoddy dorm room movie. A very weak attempt at dramatizing the car story. The weed budget for this film was probably the major expense. <laughs> this guy seems to get it. Yeah, yeah it's kind of true. And then, oh, there's more. Oh, this is new. Um, there's 16 reviews. <laughs> All bad. Um, where's the next one? Uh Worst film ever. <laughs> uh, he spelled. He said worst film ever. So he, his spelling is neat. English good. major, yeah. This is the worst movie I've ever attempted to watch. How does such a poorly written. You know what? That's just plain rude. <laughs> Acted and conceived and executed film get on Amazon Prime. They have no idea how it works. <laughs> it's worse than a high school film. And who decides it's worth $1.99? Well, that was you. <laughs> yeah, I guess that was Memo me. Salazar. <laughs> That's 2 hours and 14 minutes I'll never get back. 2 hours 14 minutes, you didn't even watch the rest of it. <laughs> yes, it's also misleading. How is it misleading? <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I will say is it's not. best. Oh, here's a good one. Best way to support your local landfill. <laughs> 10 minutes in and I couldn't take any more of this trash. It's below sophomore. Save 10 minutes of your life. Avoid the belief that you'll see anything of value here. <laughs> it's funny that these people just don't seem to get it, though. I'm a huge... Oh, 
Well, here's a nice one. I'm a huge fan of the Cars, and this is a hilarious movie. I haven't seen this one. This only came out a couple days ago. Oh. This frisky parody rockumentary is full of playful humor and witty references that will hit home with Cars fans and lovers of 80s culture. Yeah. This, it goes on for a long time. <laughs> wow. I can't even... The cast is largely made up from Just Gow's comedy family. Oh, maybe it's a <laughs> fan of the podcast. Somebody that knows you. Thank God. Well, <laughs> good, you know. And then it goes back to Beyond Dumb. I get Keech, kit, Kitch. Oh. But this movie is just plain stupid and boring. Uh, then our friend Elon wrote something nice. Then my Aunt Judy, <laughs> five stars, uh, guy Daniel, who clearly must oh, check out Just Cow's podcast. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> so your fans are, are supporting. That's the way it should be. Uh, and here's another guy, uh, John, I don't know, hilarious movie worth every cent. You guys are okay. <laughs> These other people, I'm going to just put report abuse. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it makes sense. Like, I'm, it reminded me of the when, uh, when Steve Willis, way back, was like... Um, I have this project. If you want to, you know, work on it, like I can't pay you, but it's like you mean the Crusaders of Science? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I didn't know you at that point. Oh, is that right? So he, <laughs> so he's like, and I'm like, sure, I'm not doing much, and so I. <laughs> You're dumb. I, so the first time I watched it, I mean, I had a very similar reaction to all these. I was like, this. So is did I, and I was thing. in it. Yeah, yeah. I remember that first time we were watching it. We were laughing. Remember he put starring Dave Cross. <laughs> Were you there that day? And I was at the um at the bar when we had the debut at uh, um you know oh for my birthday party yeah oh I watched it first once and it just, oh you didn't see the original original screening at a screening room with just like ten of us right and uh, yeah starring Dave Cross and then he had an arrow because he was so excited that Dave Cross <laughs> I'm like don't do that <laughs> it was so strange then I realized he was insane that was the day I actually realized he was insane right. actually I thought he was a pretty good director because he kept moving things along for a you know project that no one was getting paid for right right um, but yeah I mean well you know what I guess I'll put that one up too I'll put that one up for free might as well uh, the Crusaders of Science. Starring it's, Dave uh, Cross. Starring Dave Cross. <laughs> Dave Cross, Tom Shalou, Andrea Rose. No, the regulars uh, who right. are also in turbocharged. That's why I was just <laughs> using all the same people all the time. Boy, people are so uptight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I told, listen, this was the thing is I finally watched the movie and I called you and I'm like, is this the correct version? Right. Because it just, there's something wrong with it. It looks like it's, I don't know. I. It looks like it's too closed up. And and there's like a bright light to the left of it or something. I know <laughs> you're gonna have we to show have... me on your TV. Oh yeah, I guess I'll things. show you later. Uh, well, wait, I have to spend another four ninety nine for it. No, I'm just kidding. I have it forever. I... <laughs> but uh, it's just funny. There's still nothing funnier than when you are looking on your TV guide and it says Netflix and it says The Irishman and then turbocharged and there's a picture of me on the car <laughs> next to the irishman i mean that is worth the price of admission alone <laughs> what what are uh what does box office mojo say about our, our like how um it again two words <laughs> shit sandwich <laughs> they said um no but like how much they said god, god created uh <laughs> wait is turbocharged was made in seven days <laughs> the universe was created in six couldn't god have rested on that day? <laughs> i can't remember the right line from spinal tap <laughs> all those things about spinal tap's new album refer to ours right right um i could read those now and we could just put in turbocharge as the thing we knew what we were getting into from the beginning this is why we didn't put it out but you know what what are you gonna do 
Yeah. I we had no fine. money and no budget, and we made a feature-length yeah. film. And uh, <laughs> I, I don't understand why they're not uh, appreciating the Tom Sawyer aspect of it, right. which you just get somehow get your friends to paint a house, and you know, right. everybody was committed. You know, I mean, that's that's amazing in itself. People, yeah, it's true. Even the shittiest movies is a miracle. Except for that one British dude. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> I think his mom just died. <laughs> Remember? I think I told this story before. Our friend Chris Trudeau, who did a, a quality job on the sound. He did. Because there is no problem with the sound, which was the key. Uh, and, you know, this British guy who was playing Mutt Lang, he, you know, he left. He just left in the middle, and Chris <laughs> Trudeau, the sound guy, whose job he's had the headphones, and he goes, "Yeah, I think his mom just died," and uh, we're like, "Oh no!" But he just walked away and didn't say anything. And then through something, I don't know whether he had the video, the audio of him talking on the phone, like Chris played it back for us, and it turned out he goes, "I must be out my freaking mind." My, <laughs> my, what was it? My mom. <laughs> He said, he said his mom died, but he said, I must have been out of my freaking mind <laughs> right, uh, right. talking to his wife. Right. And then he just left because he didn't know it was a parody right. of the cars. But let me just say this one <laughs> thing to all you idiots out there that, that didn't care for the movie. And I, I get it. I get, you know, it's not the greatest movie ever made. The fact of the matter is, you know, no one's ever going to make a movie about the cars because there's nothing to tell. There is no story. <laughs> right. The only thing that's interesting about the cars, besides their actual music, right. is the fact that Rick died and left Paulina nothing. And that only happened a few months ago. <laughs> so, you know, go fuck yourself if you think there's going to be a movie about Rick O'Casing, Ben Orr, and Greg Hawks, <laughs> because there ain't. So that is why we did the movie in the first place. There was never going to be a, a, a Bohemian Rhapsody about the cars. This is what you get. Now, could there be an actual documentary about the cars? Sure. But you, if if... if you can only concentrate on the music. There's right. no story. <laughs> right, we right. told every story. We we went through the history. It's I mean, true. that's the funny thing about the film. As bad as it is, it is rather historically accurate. <laughs> it's surpri it's surprising. And there's still yeah. nothing to it. I mean, everything <laughs> we had in there, we had nothing except Ben dies in 2000 of pancreatic cancer, and that's not even entertaining. Remember we filmed that hospital scene? Oh, my God. <laughs> In my bedroom, and, and that girl, that actress who played, what was her name Diane? And she, I mean, her name was Paul, I remember. Right. And yeah, she, she's like, I have to prepare myself for crying. And it was so sad. <laughs> and she comes up and she's crying and she goes, it's, it's so, it's over. And I, and I was still in my character. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we had to cut it out. Oh god! Yeah, we have the. Terrible. Wait a minute. We gotta put out the. Yeah, extended the cut. Ext <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the hospital yeah, scene. Yeah, it's great. We, you know what I need though is um. Good luck. You. <laughs> Good. I don't even know what you're asking for, but no. Remember when we had the scene in Dumbo of us walking and we were trying to do it in yeah. slow motion? Yeah. Do you know? Do you have that on that stuff I gave you? I that mean, hard it, it's drive? all there somewhere. I mean, I would totally use that and just yeah. put out something. I don't know. It's well, it's also that it's amazing that that street doesn't look anything like that anymore. I mean, it's like oh, that's right. It's all built up it's now, all built right? Up. Yeah. So that was about ten years ago. Um, yeah, I forgot about the goddamn hospital scene. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but we 
shit funny to think because it's over. That girl is crying. I know. It's totally wrong. It's my fault for saying, take it down a bit, but I didn't want to fuck with her. She's like, I need a moment to prepare because I'm going to cry. I'm going to remember something tragic in my life. I'm going to cry. And it's just, my performance is the problem. Like It's, it's just too like, I, I guess he's dying. You know? <laughs> I mean, that would have been the real insult. Like, all these people that wrote, you right. know, I used to know Ben Or, that's got to put right. them in, like, you know, what what an asshole. Because then we're just <laughs> making fun of the guy. Dying. So at least we cut that out. Meanwhile, did we cut it out? Then we have a party where the guy we're having a funeral for him, and then David Tell comes in and says, Rick Ocasek, he's up on the pasta. It still makes me laugh out loud. Um, right. There are certain things that always make me laugh out loud. That one, the scene, the puppet thing with you, Senator. <laughs> <laughs> That makes me cry laughing, and uh, a couple of Rachel bits, like especially when we're doing How Did You Do It at Live Aid and we cut to Rachel dancing. <laughs> Those little stupid things that make me laugh out loud because it's so stupid. <laughs> right. Um, but but, that, but th- that's why the podcast, your podcast fan, like it's like if you know your personality, then it all makes sense. I guess that's what but, they were saying. Listen to his podcast, right. you'll understand. Right. right. Otherwise, it's like... But wh- the worst part is... For me, it's just, I'm like, well, how am I going to make anything better than this? I, it's like I can't help myself. <laughs> right. Well, we've known that all along. I know. And, you you know, it's like you were even saying when we're making the movie, like this Joshua thing, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's not part of the. I'm like, well, do you want to take it out? This is the greatest comedy performance I've ever seen of anybody. It's the best thing Rachel might ever do. It's good stuff. Oh, she's so fucking brilliant. And you know what? She never got it right again after that, too, that character. Like, when she would do it on, like, oh. puppet picks or something. It never worked again. It was just like the John Belushi, what they used to say about him. Right. And when he did uh, William Shatner that once on Saturday Night Live, he never got it right. He never got it right <laughs> except for the, the live performance, I feel like. Well, I think, like, uh, Ben Orr's character was a perfect foil to, like, you know, like, he played off him so well. Well, that's the other thing I keep thinking about is Kevin Cash, because uh, I was watching the Odd Couple Marathon on New Year's Day, and uh, I just kept thinking of how funny Kevin Cash was and is, and he's even funnier now that he's a, a Rikers Island. I mean, Rikers Island. I think it's like the <laughs> saddest, most fucked up place maybe in the, <laughs> the United States at least. Right. The scariest people, and he's he's just, he's just what do they call it? corrections officer there or something, right. you know? Well, or that's remember right. he got beaten up and everything, and he's still funny about it. He's like, "Yeah, you didn't see the picture of me in the paper," and I'm like, "No, <laughs> they escaped and they beat up Kevin Cash. They, they beat up our Ben Orr." Um, that's your next sitcom right there. Oh, he's so funny. I, I, I don't know that kid. I mean, I know he gave us a lot of trouble while we were doing it sometimes, <laughs> but he was funny. I mean, he was funny. Yeah, but he's funny in like a 1950s comedy style well, way, hello. Which is, right yeah. which is why it works why but. why was dave jusco attracted to that kind of comedy i don't know yeah i mean well that's the funny thing i remember seeing him in an improv group and i went to see somebody else that day and i'm like this kid's terrific <laughs> and um you know if i if it if if i was successful that would have been in my biography where like i finally see that this guy's fantastic <laughs> right, right. but we did so many things after that you right. know like it is funny and we did just get it we kind of hit it off and like the odd couple and you know i liked working with him he was an unusual actor um but he did he did have a style to him and he is you know he was handsome 
So uh, you're talking about him like he's dead, but... Well, he doesn't act anymore, he's so done. in that sense... He has no interest in doing stuff. He's a stuff. correctional officer at Rikers <laughs> Island. It's over. That's that's when you say, I'm giving up acting. <laughs> I guess so. No, that's it. That's the one. That's, well, that's, you can't this is, act if you have like, well, I'm on duty from uh, four to five. I don't know how it's going to end. <laughs> I would think this is when he like starts like a, an acting club in the jail to rehabilitate. Oh, my God. That's so funny. You know? And he's got like, come on, guys. Yeah. And he's like... A five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> exactly. And there, you know, here we go again. With the, uh, oh, God, I'm so stupid. Well, anyway, everybody, um, thanks so much for uh, joining us. 2020, I hope everybody had a solid New Year's Eve. Oh, my God, let me give you the big news. 20 minutes in, I can't forget. Can't, okay, um, Thursday, January 23rd. Thursday, I think that's the day I've decided. Of course, this is the plan. Thursday, Jan- yeah, I'm just looking at my count. Thursday, January 23rd, 7 p.m., Eastern Standard Time, or is that Eastern? Is it Standard Time we're in? Or it's very anyway. Seven p.m. The United States New York Time. I will be doing the official phone-in show. Are you ready for this number, folks? The number. Wait, let me get my pen. The number is writing it down. Three four six two. Three four six two. Just cow. <laughs> you call that number at seven p.m. or sometime between seven and eight thirty. Thursday, January 23rd, 3462, Juskow. <laughs> you should spell Juskow. I don't know how many people oh, know. Oh, J-U-S-K-O-W. Or the number is 346-258-7569. I'll give the number again, obviously, multiple times. But if you call that number on Thursday, January 23rd, you'll get me, <laughs> Dave Juskow, and hopefully Memo. I don't know whether you can get here by 7 o'clock. So I'll try. But I think I can handle it myself. <laughs> I did a test run of it yesterday. I think it's going to work. Here's what's going to happen. And, you know, for me, people were like, won't it be sad if nobody calls? I'm like, yeah, but that's a show. So I, I feel like it'll be like one of those um, sitcoms from like the 70s where or 80s, like family type where it's a, a, a telethon and nobody's calling in. <laughs> right. Well, this is the 19th hour and let's see if we have any callers. No callers. OK, I guess I'll stretch. So that's what it'll be like, maybe. But January the 23rd, Thursday, 7 p.m., the big phone-in show to talk to me, Dave Juskow. Now, here's what's going to happen. You call in that number, 3462-JUSKOW, because <laughs> you could look it up online how to spell Juskow, you know. So. I, yeah, I guess so. J-U-S-K-O-W. And you call that number, and you get this automatic recording, like, thanks for calling the Nightfly. <laughs> and you will leave a message, but just follow me on this. You leave a 15-second message saying your name and what you want to discuss. It, what do you call it, voice to text me, so I'll be able to see, oh, it's Dave Curry, I want to talk about turbocharge, and um, I'll, and then you'll be able to listen to the show while I'm doing it um, while you're waiting online. Uh and then I'll pick up. That's it. And then we can have a conversation. Yeah. Oh, and I figured it out through the computer, so it should be quality talking. Quality You'd like talking. the Skype thing, like you told me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Three, four, six, two. Just gal. It's too bad there's no way you can message all those people that wrote reviews and give them the phone well, number. Well, uh, listen, folks. I if you want to call and discuss the uh, the movie, <laughs> that's fine. Whatever you want to discuss, I will be open and up for anything. Um. You know, perhaps if your daughter wants to come in and discuss oh. why I'm not married or why <laughs> right. I talk so much. I'll have her call. That's perfectly fine. But yes, yeah, 7 p.m. East Coast time. That's 4 p.m. 
West Coast. Uh, California folks. Yeah, California folks are Idaho for Donna uh, time. Uh, I know that's a strange time on a Thursday, but I couldn't... I don't know. I mean, I could do it any time. I just chose Thursday at 7. I thought that was best. Right. I was thinking about a weekend. Well, we'll try different times. Now I... I own this thing for like two months, so maybe we'll do it again if it works out. So if you're in Australia, I think they have to call like Friday. You got to call the day before or, or the day oh, the day after. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Or something like that because they're so ahead. Yeah, you'll have to figure it out. If there only there was a device that you could figure out how that timing <laughs> works. But 3462, just gal. <laughs> Thursday, January 23rd. What happens if I call that number any other time? That's a good question. I don't know. Like, is that your number forever? Well, it's mine for a month or two. I see. Yeah, I purchased it it's for a cool. dollar. <laughs> dollar. Uh, I had for how a bet for how much in a dollar in the nineties when I was like trying to be a big filmmaker. I, I you got a, a voicemail. You know, like that's when you could buy a before voice. I ruined your career with before you before yeah, I said memo. Pretty. Much. I have a crazy idea. It's been downhill. From Sorry. There. Yeah. Go on. Um, and uh, the number I got. I, I didn't get to pick it back then, you know, but it no. ended up being, uh, it was on like uh, 798 Yes Jews. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember Sarah's old number was like 475 Rock, oh. which is a good one. Yeah. And then I remember Brian Regan, the comedian, his brother, Dennis Regan, his number was Wax Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those are why I remember them, because, you know, that was a classic. Um yeah, I never had a good one, but uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's uh, you're, we're gonna give this a try. We're starting out the new year. We'll uh, take some calls. It's could be entertaining. Uh, also, just uh, DaveJustGout.com is up and running. Whoa. Is up and running. It there's not that much there. My dates are there. Um, you can buy turbocharge there. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't have a link to the podcast. Huh. Duh. Interesting. Um, but it's up, and you know whatever. However, I work that out in the future. At least it's there. Yeah, why I, don't you have a link to the podcast? I forgot. Huh. I'm going to take care of that today. Um, we're filming the by the taping this on Friday, uh, January third, coming out Tuesday, January seventh. Uh, my dates um, to see me live, um, <laughs> uh, where I'll be doing a discussion on turbocharge. Uh, what? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I was, if I really want to get laughed, um, Thursday, January 9th at the Westside Comedy Club. Monday, January 13th at the Comedy Cellar, the new big show. Tuesday, January 21st at the Gotham Comedy Club, the benefit for Gilbert Gottfried's kids. And, uh, of course, Thursday, January 23rd, 7 p.m., the Colin Show. What's uh, wrong with Gilbert Gottfried's kids? No, nothing. Sorry, uh, maybe I made that. It's a fundraiser for the school that they go to. They do it every year. Oh. I was honored to be invited. It's uh, me, uh, James Mattern, Judy Gold, a um, couple other jerk-offs. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> But uh, Gilbert, of course. Right. So it's at Gotham. It usually sells out, and um, it's a benefit show. It's good. So I'm glad you're uh, giving back. Yeah. After well, all you these know, years. once in a while I give back, <laughs> and I try and get to. That's why I should probably do the Big Brothers. Yeah. Event again, but yeah, that was you know, a good one. I have to make money too now, <laughs> so the benefit should be for you, for me, right? Yeah. So at the Comedy Cellar, by the way, uh, Monday the 13th, the lineup so far is Rachel Feinstein, Ooh. Joe Mackey. I'm telling you, I'm going to use that kid every day. Um, Ian Fidance, I don't know if you know him. He usually opens for a tell now. He he looks like the guy Mickey from, or Morty from Meatballs. He looks just like him. <laughs> I think I know who he is now. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Nick Griffin. 
so far. That's who's on the show. I was in a... This one was... Uh, I just put it together really quick. It's not like a... You know, I didn't There's concentrate no on him. No, no theme. But then fr- in February will be the Juskies, the 2020 Juskies. <laughs> um, in March will be the Final Four. Right. In April will be Make Me Laugh. And in May, I'm planning on doing Back to the Future. Wait, are you doing like a live Make Me Laugh? Yes. That's genius. Thank you. I, I love that. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have the Can regular... Can I be a comic and just go duty? Is that can Listen, I go? Up? Why do you got to bring that up again? Is that necessary? Are you trying to hurt me? I you don't think that. I just read reviews on the movie. You don't think I feel bad enough? It's great. Well, obviously, I'll tell that story. <laughs> I wonder. If I could probably get that kid, Mark Weiner. Yeah, I should probably bring him in. Except I hate him. Um, if I can do a, a Rip Taylor impression, well, actually, uh, it would be fun to um, maybe Drew's around. He can bring one of the puppets. Oh, that would be hilarious. But he's not funny <laughs> he's kind of funny well that clarence puppet can make anybody laugh right I think, right so i don't know we should give it a try <laughs> yeah i think that would be good i mean that's a, and, and and of course we bring up the two people but i'm gonna tell them the money's coming out of my pocket so i have to make them laugh it's like really important so the last person will always be bachetti <laughs> <laughs> i mean you gotta be a fucking fool oh i see there's real money <laughs> right well I, whatever like i'm just i'm trying to do it like the harold ramus thing where he does the dialing for dollars but it's coming out of his own pocket right. so he keeps trying to make the things really hard <laughs> I, maybe something like that i don't know whether you get money or you get a t-shirt i i don't know i gotta figure it out but that's in april right um so i just it the things happen too fast this time of the year was hard to uh you know january 13th just coming up i'm like let's just do it Hopefully people will show up this time of the year because obviously I needed to sell out. That is good. I I was in Ohio last week and I was wondering what was happening in Cleveland and I saw Tell had three dates in a row. Oh yeah, were you there? I didn't go. I was. Oh, I, oh I, shit! I forgot. That's right. I he thought was... about going, and I, I I just could imagine he's probably three days in Cleveland for him is like the most miserable. Yeah, but why didn't you go? I could have hooked uh, you up because it, it was right right before Christmas. He, he actually likes you. No, I. It's one of those rare. <laughs> I know, but like you know. Yeah, but I figured if I showed up, he'd be like, "What no, are you doing?" But I here? Would, so no, he. I would. I, I, I would have called him and gotten you in. I know. I know. It was. It was like right before Christmas. I mean, that's the one thing I could do. I'm like, can you get memo in? You know, it's not like I'd be like, <laughs> right. "Hey, can you get my second cousin in over there?" Right. Right. Hey, wait, 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 what's this? Alvie Singer. I <laughs> <laughs> make it out to Ralph. Um, now here's something interesting. I think you're you're gonna like now. We have so much to talk about. I, I have a list, two pages of list of oh what I God. did since we've been off for two weeks. Right. But this is the best. My very, very good friend, Mike Sauter, who I know from college and now works, is the station manager at uh, 91.3 WYEP in Pittsburgh. Hmm. And this guy, I've, I've talked about him before, um, I'll, as you'll see, Um you know, he worked at this WHTG down in Jersey, which was they have a documentary on uh, what is the WLIR. Mm-hmm. Remember that state? Well, do you remember? Do you hear about that station? No. There was a huge station in Long Island called WLIR that broke Duran Duran, and people <clears throat> bought them here and right. made them huge. This small station in, in Long Island. Okay. When like Al Klein came to Ithaca, he was like, I miss WLIR. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because he couldn't hear it in Jersey. He couldn't hear it in New York. Maybe right. he could hear it faintly in New York. And it was this huge. And that was a documentary about it. There's a documentary on like, I don't know, HBO or something. You can see it, WLIR. It's a very important station. And it was very interesting. And then they sold it. And, it, you know, it's sad. Right. Um, but it was huge. 
and they had their own mixes and stuff like that. Like I remember, always remember the Billy Idol, uh, you know, whatever his song was, Eyes Without a Face, the Below the Belt mix or whatever. And they made it, they, you know, whatever. They were huge. The counter station after they closed in Jersey was WHTG, which Mike Sodder used to be the morning DJ there with Matt Pinfield in the afternoon. Okay. So I used to spend a lot of time there, and Mike would have me on the show a lot, and he would, you know, spin tunes I'd never heard of before, but now, you know, everybody knows. But he's always been smart, and he was, you know, the college guy. And, right. You know, he was always really talented. He knows so much about the Beatles. He used to do breakfast with the Beatles, you know, before people were doing that. And um, he... Yeah, so this WHTG was just as big for me in LIR in the 90s because it was fun. It was hip. I would go see him or Matt Pinfield spin records in New Brunswick, New Jersey and stuff like that. Right, right. Yeah, And they were in a trailer park, just like LIR. They were in a trailer in down in Jersey by the shore and go visit all the time. I mean, Kevin Cash went on there to promote the Odd Couple once. <laughs> I mean, it, it, but it was great. It was exciting to be. I tried to go out with the receptionist. This is what I do. Um, the trailer yeah, she was so hot. Um, but I was competing with all these rock guys, so I kind of like just gave up. Right. So I remember once she said, oh, I'll be at the Melody in New Brunswick next week. And so I went, three other suitors went. In fact, now that I think about it, this other guy that I met, and we were both trying to go out with her, and he went to go get Coke somewhere in New Brunswick, like Rutgers, or something in a bad section in New Brunswick. And he got taken in, and they came back, and he goes, dude, um, I know we're going after the same group. Would you drive me to back there? I want to beat these people up. And I'm like, <laughs> are you out of your goddamn mind? And we were both kind of wasted. And I said, all right. So I drove his truck, which was like a stick shift truck, but I had known how to drive one from my friend Jimmy, who also liked blow. So weird. Uh, anyway, um, he went back to this you know, housing project, and and – we met up with the people and he started yelling at them and i'm like this is terrifying what the fuck is the matter with this guy and uh and then we well he, he did say he was gonna go back. i know but i thought i thought he'd chicken out and then he got out of the car and they beat him up and they said give me the keys to the car and he and then he no 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 that i went back and i'm like i'm, I'm gonna go back and then he went back again by himself um they took him he got out of the car and started assailing assaulting them but then they you know they i guess they had guns and knives <laughs> or there's just more of them yeah and then they're like give us the keys to your car and he goes go fuck yourselves and he throws the keys in these bushes <laughs> um and 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 then he came back and he goes you're not gonna believe what happened and i'm like Dude, that, that's incredible how did you get back and he goes i don't even know how he got back because he didn't find his keys right so I don't know whether he took a taxi back right. or whatever he did, but he ran. I, the guy was insane. <laughs> he was a really nice guy, but he was clearly insane. <laughs> so then I took him back in my car to look for his car keys. And we had, this was before cell phone lights and right. stuff, but we had a flashlight and we were looking for his keys. And I, I think he I think he went back the next day and found them because his car was just there. And meanwhile, the girl went off with some other guy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, we totally missed out on that one. That's <laughs> our, we, we had that coming. You know, that's what you, you have to choose either. Or or maybe he was trying to get that stuff to, because that would... I don't even know whether she did that or not, but this kid was great. But I, that's... Anyway, I remember all that stuff. I shouldn't have bought Mike into that. He's got a, a wife and child. And, you know. <laughs> anyway, sorry about that. Anyway, he's been such a lovely friend and for so long. And he... he 
he, I guess I didn't tell him my mail had changed uh, from my AOL account, which I was, you know, pretty much using and I would contact him through that. But I missed an email and the best email of all time. And he made all these bumpers for my 250th podcast. What? Yeah, he made all these great. Well, let me give you uh, an example. It's the Night Fly with Dave Juskow's 250th episode spectacular. Featuring guest appearances from Daniel J. Trevanti, Susan Anton, Jimmy J.J. Walker, Heather Locklear, Dabney Coleman, Shields and Yarnell, the University of Kentucky Marching Band, <laughs> Fred Rerun Barry, <laughs> Shelley Long, and a special musical performance by Billie Eilish. <laughs> and now, the man of the hour, Dave Juskow. I can't believe I missed all this, you know, there's for the, you know, I mean, it turned out I probably wouldn't have used it because I had Sarah as the guest and the two. Well, I could have used this. Right. You could have told. But I mean, this guy, does this guy get the podcast or not? (laughs) I mean, it's like, that's exactly, he knows that's exactly what I would have liked. All those (laughs) shields in Yarnell, the Kentucky, University of Kentucky marching band. Right. It's in an actually old Bob Hope lineup. (laughs) And then, of course, Billie Eilish at the end, somebody who... You know, Bob would never know. And this <laughs> wonderful kid, just kind of, right. you know. Right. So he wrote, he made all these things, and I missed them all. Can you and reuse them for the, can you change I'm using it to them now. The, the phone call and show? <laughs> I'm using them now. Right, well, that's true. Wait, here's another one. Hi, this is Mike Sauter from WYEP in Pittsburgh. You might remember me from references in a previous episode. I was um, actually talking to um, <laughs> my friend Mike Sauter today. Dave, on behalf of all your listeners, fans, friends, sponsors, and franchisees, happy 250th episode of The Nightfly with Dave Juskow. <laughs> He's such a pro. He, so he actually listens to your show. He lit clearly. Wait till you see, hear the rest. You, wait, you, wait, you're going to love this. Uh, is this. No, not this one. Um, well, there's one of, there's a lot of you and your daughter. <laughs> so wait, uh, I don't know which one's which. Let's, here's the montage of openings. So let me just tell you about what this uh, show is going to uh, this is the first be episode. about. Every week, uh, I guess we'll be releasing on Thursday mornings our show. Now, this is during football season, but it's not just a football show. Yes, it is about gambling. It's about picking spreads. That's why we call it the spread. Good evening, everybody, and welcome <laughs> to the Nightfly with your pal Dave Juskow on a beautiful Super Bowl Sunday afternoon. Hello, everybody, and good evening, and welcome to the Nightfly with Dave Juskow, <laughs> special edition. Talking to you from Rhoda's house. My mother on the podcast today. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Nightfly with me, Dave Juskow. How are you? It's, uh, what is it, November already, 2019, the November edition podcast close to Thanksgiving. Good evening, everybody. The Nightfly with Dave Juskow coming at you live from Los Angeles, sunny L.A., as we like to call it. Back in the day, now it's just cold and windy. This is the year 2155 in the movies. Happy 250th episode, The Nightfly with Dave Juskow. Isn't it amazing? Oh, my God. So either he has a lot of interns with nothing to do or... Maybe he did it all on his own. That, I mean, that's... He t- I said, Mike, this, this is unbelievable. That would have taken several days. It's, I, it's, listen to this. The Nightfly with Dave Juskow. A show that's as relaxing as it is thoughtful. I don't you know, whatever it is. What? 
What'd he say? Are you kidding? If you're going to be that uptight, she's jealous <laughs> that they're young? I, what, a, what kind of grandmother is that? You guys know what I'm talking about, right? This, this is insane. You understand that difficult? Oh, my God. <laughs> being a boy? Yeah. This movie. It was nothing. I'm like, no, no, no. I, 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 I almost left my whole day. day. The fact that I don't have to carry anything. The fact that I left the shit I had. Fucking I did or So I wouldn't have to carry anything tonight. Don't give me shit to carry if I plan my entire day about that. I don't have to carry anything. I don't know why I don't like to carry anything. I don't know. I'm very angry. Happy 250th episode, The Nightfly with Dave Jeska. That took 10 weeks just that one. That's what I'm saying. It's unbelievable. He said, I'm really good at this. It doesn't take that much time. But I don't know how he thought it together in his mind. I mean, he had to go through. Just finding the stuff is what takes the long. Like, cutting it together doesn't take that long. But finding it all. That's what I'm saying. So I think here's the one with your uh, kid. (laughs) Celebrating 250 episodes of time well spent. Oh no, this is just me singing to. uh, (laughs) This is so embarrassing. (laughs) 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 The Nightfly with Dave Jeskow. All right, this is the one uh, with your daughter. It's called Worst Podcast Ever. <laughs> the Nightfly with Dave Jeskow. I have a question. Why don't you have a wife? Oh, actually, now we're getting down to the oh, nitty gritty. All right, here we go. It's an excellent question. This is this is good. I can't stretch. I have no improv skills. I cannot talk to the audience. I can't do anything. Amy, you are on Dave Jeskow's podcast right now. Don't say anything that seven to ten people can't hear. Wait, who's going to talk first? Wait, are you going to talk first? Can you just not say anything until... Echo! What is happening? This is the worst podcast ever. Happy 250th episode. The Nightfly with Dave Jeskow. Guys, a genius. <laughs> I mean, he's Mike either Sauter, been, everybody. He's been cataloging the contents of every he week. He hasn't. He's just as this he is goes. what he does. He's really he's been good at this since he was nineteen. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've known him since the eighties. He this is what he's good at. He loves radio and he loves yeah. audio and no, I get it. Really I get it. Good. I mean, isn't that one of those wonderful? Yeah, I mean, just I, amazing. I don't even know what to say. It's just so. It was so sweet. And, um, and I you, just and can't believe I missed them. Well, I might not have played them then. Well, you know what? I probably would have played them for Sarah. Yeah. I probably would have liked them. Yeah. yeah. So I'm so sorry, Mike. But I mean, I'm happy to start off the new year on my 254th uh, <laughs> playing the 250th stuff because it's so good. It's really funny. I mean, it's just, it's so good. He said it didn't take that much time because I felt, I felt awful. He's that being I didn't nice. Know, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't, I mean, nobody uses AOL anymore. It's, I just use that as a thing, but. I thought you were the last one. I was. I, I was the last one. Excited. I mean, Sarah, the last ones, I think. But right. uh, I, uh, you know, I just, uh, after I stopped working i just stopped checking lots of stuff but uh <laughs> you know i just have my basic gmail address now but now um you know if you really want to write me uh on the podcast it says uh around on the website dave jesco fans at gmail.com what? <laughs> yeah it's exciting does that go to your other address or do you know to- it's, it's a brand new thing i don't know letty marcus put the website together but for i mean do you me. get the email on your regular email account? no no i get it you have to go check it yeah but it comes to my phone oh okay they've just got fans 
Right. At gmail.com. That's, um, you know how many, uh, emails yeah, I've got? How many, uh, <laughs> not, not one. No, nobody's, uh, yeah, it's odd. Well, the website <laughs> just went up yesterday, but right. even so. That's hilarious. Nobody knew the website went up. There wasn't any. It wasn't in the post today. Oh. You know, so I, I picked it up Page at my six. door so you could see. <laughs> um, so wait. Uh, yeah, so we I were wrote, about three lines down on your 400-line uh, list. Yeah, I know. I had a lot of list of what I did uh, since the December 18th. <laughs> As you, you can see, I got a whole... It's you, two pages. You did this puzzle that's in front of oh, me. Oh, yeah, I made this puzzle. Really impressive. I brought a puzzle that I could do. And myself, and I, right, I put it. It's a thousand-piece puzzle about the movies. I put it together, and of course, it's missing one goddamn piece. <laughs> it's Clint Eastwood's face. It's missing one goddamn piece. <laughs> Dirty Harry's missing. No, that's... Oh, the, no, that's uh, the, the good, good the bad, bad, and, and the ugly, ugly guy. Right. The Dirty Harry's there. Right, He's over to the left here, or the right, where right. your thing. Yeah, yeah, he's bl- it's got It's a blondie. really good puzzle, and I just picked it up, and I'm like, I want to do a puzzle. I really want to do a puzzle. Plus, I also purchased a Golden Tea Machine. If you remember these from the 90s, an upright arcade Golden Tea Machine. I just know, want to remind everybody ball. that you're unemployed right now. I couldn't help myself. It was cheap, and they had it at Walmart. <laughs> and they just delivered it yesterday in that huge yeah, box, I don't understand which was how hard that, to get upstairs. An, an entire arcade machine fits in that. That should be on the internet. A Jew putting something together. <laughs> I have to fire up the drill. Uh, you know, whatever. What are you looking, you're looking this, at the this, box this cover? This puzzle, puzzle is amazing. There's like every movie... Yeah, shoved in there you know what the hardest thing to do is to spell out movies right i i was thinking that was that's the, the stupidest thing, to... thing like you really needed to write the word movies in yeah, the center of the puzzle. puzzle but i saw it everywhere this uh was it white mountain puzzles or something yeah it would have so been cooler without the the mo- i also find it funny they have the the one token black film buried yeah they do the right thing do the right thing. I, I noticed that too there weren't a lot of black people in here no, it's I, like... I noticed that too <laughs> yeah uh, Eddie Murphy's in there. Oh, well, there's uh, two. Again. And that's, yeah, there's two. But then again, you know, I guess there aren't a lot of classic. Morgan Freeman's in there from Shawshank. This is uh, where you get in trouble. And I don't know who that black girl is, like right here. I don't know who that is here on the side or right over there. Oh. Under, right near Spike yeah, Lee. Yeah. Uh, they put them together. It's they, not Oprah. They is lumped it? them together. I see. Uh, and then they have the sheriff from Blazing Saddle. Yeah, they have all the black people in oh, one corner. Oh, yeah, one corner, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Well, look what the company is called. Uh, White Mountain. White Mountain. So there you go. Yeah, there's that a little KKK that. mask on the logo. It's but um, it uh, it was fun to put together. Except, can you believe it? One missing piece. I mean, it's so obvious. That's and hilarious. I don't know where it is. And I was going to glue it. And then I'm like, glue it and do what with it? We're not going to put this up on the wall. <laughs> I'm just going to put I'm going to. I'll probably just leave it on the table, I guess, for a while. I mean, as long as I thought it would impede on the podcast, but no, it's very. Who uh, cares? I'll just eat over it. Yeah, I mean, who cares? Just like a if, giant if, if one piece is missing, then it's completely useless. I kind of want to write to the company. Yeah, I was going to say that you write to their I'm address. I'm sure here. I must have done something. They probably had it. And dear white I mean, man, nobody came and. But you like writing letters. This I is perfect do. for you. This yeah, is. It's true. And you can take a picture and send it to them. Uh, speaking of black people, um, it was really I watched two Christmas movies over the holidays. Uh, the first one was with the cast of Facts of Life. It was a Kim Fields vehicle. There were no black. Oh, there was um, Kim Tootie. Tootie, right? She had this, you know, horrible Hallmark one, uh, but I couldn't resist. I saw all the cast of the Facts of Life was in it. They had small parts, <laughs> and I'm like, obviously, I got to see that. And um, <laughs> Oh, and the ABC one, which was with Leah Michelle and that 
black guy that I really find attractive. <laughs> Mike, do not pick up this uh, police for you put it the 251st, um, the 300th. Um, the guy, he's from uh, Younger. He's very handsome. So I'm like, you know what? You know how I always have trouble with black and white right. relationships? Yes. But then I realized it's just if they're ugly black right. or ugly white, that's what's. That's what I realized. It's not that I have a problem. It's when they're unattractive people. So this I didn't have a problem with because this guy's very handsome. And right. I find Leah Michelle to be very hot. She's from Glee. Right. And they had a show. But here's the weird part. So her, she's, you know, going after this black guy and he works for his dad's company, which is a lighting company. Okay. Okay. Lighting company. No reason why. Doesn't add into the plot. The Kim Fields one, which is just somewhere in the Hallmark Channel something, is dating this uh, this black guy yeah. who runs a family-owned lighting company. Okay. What the fuck? Um, you should work this into a new routine. It is my routine. Yeah, but it comes <laughs> off as racist. So there's no, everything I just said is racist, but I'm just saying. what I just noticed it, and I'm like, the fuck is all these black people working at lighting companies for? <laughs> is that something I'm missing? Or are the people that are writing their scripts completely prejudiced and it's like a message or something? Hey, we'll have work at the at the watermelon factory. So maybe it's something we're not we don't know about lighting and how that's somehow deterrent to black people. I don't I mean, what are the odds? The, the two black Christmas movies I saw <laughs> all work at a lighting company. And it's not a Christmas light company. That I can understand. <laughs> it's just they manufacture bulbs. Right. And in the Kim Fields one, he was manufacturing a new sustainable light bulb. Right. Are you implying a conspiracy here? Kind of. Huh. I don't know. It, I saw Watchmen, so I think everything is, everybody's up to something. I don't know if you saw that on HBO. It was really great, actually. No, the new show? No, yeah, it was great. Is it, it was good? Great. It's great. I think you would. You only can like it, I think, if you know the 80s comic, because then you'll stick with it. But if you don't know it, you'll be like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm thir thir three episodes in, and I don't understand it. But right. if you know kind of what's happening, because I you know, read the comic in it, the 80s. So it follows the comic? It follows... Uh, it's actually... What it is, is it takes place after, um, like, what happens at the end of the comic right. has already happened, and I it takes see. place 20 years later or so. I see. But it was great. Are they still illegal? Are superheroes still illegal 20 years later? Yes. Yes. They're, well, that, now the police have to wear masks and stuff like that because they, they're in trouble, you know, whatever. I, I don't see. know, but it was good. Really good. Huh. And uh, Regina King, you know, the girl from 227, she was <laughs> yeah. really terrific. I didn't think she would make it after 227. Actually, I did because she has one of my favorite lines, which I was just using the other day. And I said, you know the Oscar winner who was in 227? And you got that line. <laughs> it's my favorite. I got to find it somewhere where I think her brother is doing. And this is what I always talk about. When your friends come to see you perform, and you're not expecting them to be dicks. And uh, there's an episode of 227. I think her brother's doing stand-up comedy. And she goes to the show and he goes... Hey, how you guys doing? And she goes, and you just hear her in the audience, shut up, fool. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a picture of my sister doing that. She's not, she, you know, that's a very D line from what's happening. Right, so right. it was really funny. But yeah, I wanted to talk about that. Plus, um, I also went on the day of the squall. Wait, what? Which I never, that snow blast. I'm so confused. What do you mean? Oh, maybe you were out of town. No, you weren't out of town. Remember when they had that sick snow instantaneous maybe you were working this year yeah december 18th there was this ridiculous thing it dropped like an inch in like 30 seconds 
It was sick. There's I pictures of it all over. Sort of it's only two weeks ago, weirdo. You never. You're from Mexico. You don't notice a huge blizzard I that takes think... place within a minute, and then it's sunny. It's like a rain shower, but it was snow. I've never seen anything like it in my I, life. Yeah, I must have been like in the studio. We must. Yeah, have you been, like, no, in... you had to have been. But I'm surprised you didn't hear about it because obviously all over the news, right? So you weren't you getting the alerts on your phone? Oh no, you have oh, a flip phone. I did. I don't have a. Right, flip so phone. here's what happened. I did get an alert. I didn't know what that was about. Exactly. So everybody's <clears> getting the alerts. Everybody getting the alerts. I'm like, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. This is stupid. It's sunny outside. <laughs> right. I get it. I go in the shower. Which I know you can't believe. Wait, what? Who is this? <laughs> yeah. This is what podcast? Um, and then I, I get out and all this. And it was sunny when I went in. I go out. I'm like, what the fuck? It was solid snowing like I've never <laughs> seen before. Okay. And then it went on for like an hour. And then it just stopped. And it was just over. Right. But it was this thing. And they have these pictures of it coming over Manhattan like Ghostbusters. You know, <laughs> like something. It was amazing. Huh. It was called a snow squall. Of 2019. Yeah, and they gave out all those alerts, and you're like, these people don't know it. It's like that uh, the, the the nuclear attack in Hawaii. Right. Like, this is such full of shit. They right. give these alerts for no But no, it was a thing. If you were driving, I don't even want to think about it. Right. So it was a real alert and a real emergency, even though, you know, it wasn't accumulating or anything. Right. But, I mean, it was, it was messed up. Okay. It was exciting to be outside later, you know, like whatever. But uh, so that day I went to a new wing place. <laughs> <laughs> which is technically an old place called Scruffy Duffy's. Right. Um, which is the Scruffy Duffy Wings you used to have at Lansdowne Road. Right. So I went there to check it out, and they weren't bad. They weren't bad. They need bad. to be a little crispier, and then they might be okay. The recipe might be back. Okay. It's right next door to Lansdowne Road, I ran okay. on uh, 10th Avenue. Yeah, it's not far from where I work. You know, I went to that place, you know, that place that's like the original Buffalo Wings. You know that oh, Wait, bar? you went... No, wait. On 50. We, you and I went together to that. It oh, was we went horrible, to that. Yeah, it was remember? Terrible. Oh, my God. The um, Anchor Bar. The Anchor horrible. Bar. Horrible. I hope it's closed. No, they're still there, and I don't understand like why anyone would ever go in there. That was there. the worst wings I've ever had in my life. I don't understand how the original... Yeah, I don't know how they messed that. That was the worst time we had. Remember that they <laughs> right. charged us... The gratuity was included for the two of us. <laughs> right. Uh, that waitress had no idea what we were talking about. They were out of well, the beer. Well, that always happens. But... Oh, God, um, so that was. Why'd you bring that up? Are you I, just trying to get me upset? <laughs> it's, I, you're right. It's right around the corner from there. Um, but what I was doing before, I was with the owner of the New York Comedy Club, and we were having cigars in this place, which I hate because then I came home, everything had to be washed. I had to put my coat in the washing machine. Right. I had to strip down and shower. I could not go to bed smelling like. I don't know. Why anyone would want to go to these cigar places? Right, you can't. I had to put. I had to do a laundry that next morning. I mean, I just had a pile of my clothes here, and I smelled it all night long. Yeah, I think the pile's still shut up all over your apartment. How dare you speak to me like that? But I, I wish people could see. Uh, I haven't I had could... a cleaning lady in a long time. <laughs> this place is insane. It's disgusting. I know. I just you know I've been at a you know this time of the year I spend a lot of time at home. I don't have a lot of shows going on. Right. Next year I'm kind of hoping to have more shows. Plus. On the 27th, I did this, like, you know what? I don't even want to talk about it because it just pisses me off. There's, um, a, there's an empty bucket of quench gum, 200 pieces, sitting on your piano. Well, I, I was brilliant, and I gave that to uh, my friend Rebecca, who had a party on Friday night, the, uh, I have it right here, uh, on the 20th. Um, so Olga's sister moved upstairs in my building, <laughs> and so we went to her place for Shabbat dinner, right. and then we went down to this girl Rebecca's party in the Lower East Side. And she loved that gum, that quench gum. I used to work with her. Uh -huh. So I got a, like a gift box and I put all the gum in it. 
and I gave it to her, and that saved me some money for not bringing uh, like a regular gift. Oh, because I was trying to save money too. Right. So everybody's gifts, everybody got socks <laughs> this year. My whole family, I gave, but like right. good socks. Like I gave Steve Fabricant at the cellar um, Godfather socks. Okay, and I'm gonna give Gnome the same Godfather socks. I gave Liz uh, a pug dog socks because she has this dog Gizmo. <laughs> so I gave everybody socks. Meanwhile, I gave Liz like a much more expensive gift this year because now I completely rely on her right. for shows. Whereas last year I just gave her a little Christmas bonus. I see. This year I'm like, she's like, it's too much. And I'm like, no, uh, <laughs> please don't ever leave me. <laughs> Without her, I, at this point, I don't know what I'm going to do. Pure bribery at this point. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. she's she's my livelihood right now. If, if I get on her bad side one day, right. I'm screwed. You should just... Uh, is she single? You should just. She is single, and right. Well, in in the nineties, I would have done that, and Mattel would have been like, "What the hell's the matter with you?" And I'm like, "I don't care." But now, yeah, now I got to be smarter. Yeah, and we hung out the other night, and I went to her house, and I I, I really feel there was like a moment where in the nineties we we would have right I, probably I, and then I'm like, no, 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 we're not doing that today because uh, I mean this I don't know business. yeah. I, I, you know, we were certainly drunk enough where it could have happened. But yeah, I, I like to, what is it called, shit where you eat? Right. I never have a problem with that. Clearly, <laughs> otherwise you wouldn't date the receptionist from your office. Right. I don't care. Right. Um, but this is, this is the only serious thing that I ever, any other person, I really couldn't care less. It didn't matter. Right, right. Um, no, I got to say, you're, you're, you're taking your comedy career more seriously than I've ever Lawrence told me a long time ago not to sleep with the publicist when we're doing The Odd Couple and uh, <laughs> and I'm like and I had to call him I'm like uh, he's like you slept with the publicist didn't you I said please just don't sleep with the publicist I'm like there was nothing I could do there was an instant attraction I couldn't help myself and then I did something to fuck it up and I will never tell except in a book when I'm 80 um, that um, then she didn't even show up to this she was so angry I don't know <laughs> I really messed it up good. Yeah. <laughs> she never worked with us again. Can't really blame her. But uh, yeah, you know, it was just, I mean, I really, I feel like I really was like Jerry Seinfeld in the 90s. There was always a new girl or something and they, they'd leave the door and we'd break up and I'd be like, well, what are you going to do? You know, <laughs> I'll find somebody next week. <laughs> but uh, whatever. Anyway. Um, oh, here's another thing. When I was doing this puzzle, you yeah. know what I realized? Which no one is talking about. That you've seen every one of these movies? Uh, probably have, but um, I've never seen Fargo. I'm looking at that what? picture. Yeah, I've never seen that. Um, but it's weird. I know that's weird. But um, Bill Murray? Yeah. Bill Murray apparently, for some reason, has a problem with groundhogs. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, think about it. Like he's got issues with groundhogs because of the movie, or is that why the movie was made? Or what? Which movie are you talking about? Well, I would have said Groundhog Day, but now I'm... There's two photos. Oh, right, right, right. Caddyshack. That's right. right. There's two photos. <coughs> There's one with the groundhog. You can see the groundhog is... Uh, I know where everything is in the picture. <laughs> like, uh, the groundhog is up by Godzilla. Oh, right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, And then there's yeah. Bill Murray with the groundhog. Right. What the hell is that guy got against groundhogs? What the um, fuck is with this guy? Well, maybe they freak him out. Well, clearly. Are you saying both... I'm saying that saying... Bill Murray has made two movies where he hates groundhogs. Where oh, groundhogs are his right. bane of existence. Right. Did I say that correctly? Um, right. So you're you're not saying that the movies were made because of that hatred. No. I'm saying he's for some reason there's one man on this planet <laughs> who's made two movies how groundhogs accept them. It, it, you know, upset him, right. and they're classic, legendary movies that made this puzzle. Right. 
Does he work at a lighting factory? Well, <laughs> he's not black. <laughs> I think the guy from Ghostbusters, Ernie Hudson, right? Uh, does it did a movie where he works at a lighting factory? <laughs> um, no, but uh, yeah, that, that's that is that interesting. I never I, thought of. That. I never thought. Oh, of wait a minute. So I did the puzzle. That is a. It's not a gopher. The the Caddyshack. Oh one? shit! You're right. It is a gopher. Well, yeah. isn't that close enough? Oh, you're right. I don't it's a know. gopher. But he's in the ground. Isn't that the same? Rodents with the letter G. That's the. Yeah, I common... guess. You're right. It's a gopher. How can I mess that up? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, thank God you got it right. Because that's <laughs> one of those things. If you were listening to the podcast, you'd be like, it's a gopher, you dumb. <laughs> I'm going to write another review on Amazon saying how much you suck. He's also stupid because he doesn't know a gopher from a groundhog. But I don't know whether I'd know a gopher from a groundhog. Um, Groundhogs are kind of gross. Gophers are cute. Well, at least they were in that movie. Right. All right. But they have. All right. Well, he always has a problem with. Damn it. Well, there little goes that. critters. He doesn't like little critters. Uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, yes, yeah, Saturday. Right. Was um, that on your list? Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, Things I need to talk Sunday, about. the twenty second, uh, was the first night of Hanukkah. Right. And I, my brother in law, makes the potato latkes too salty. <laughs> They're delicious, but it was too salty. And my sister even says, oh, at our house, that's all we have to do is just keep drinking water after meals. He salts everything. So it was too salty, so I couldn't eat a bunch because I had to keep drinking liquid. Can't just someone tell him not to add so much salt? We do tell him. He just doesn't know. So um, well, he's not really Jewish, right? No, but that has nothing to do with his cooking. His cooking is always salty. Oh, I see. Um, but it's really good. Right. The lockers were excellent. They're just once in a while, he just oversalts. Right. Um. So I could only eat my nephew's age in potato lockers this year, which is 17. That's as far as I could get. Plus, I knew I had a party at midnight, which was Marina's. Oh, right. Um, you know, I think I was, was the only white person there for a long time, which was... <laughs> I would have come, but I was in Ohio. <clears throat> right, right. Yeah. Well, you didn't miss nothing. Oh. The first hour was fun, <clears throat> and then everyone left because it was one in the morning on a Sunday, and even <laughs> comics couldn't stay up. Meanwhile... <laughs> Um, I ran in Chappelle. This was the best. Um, if you live an interesting life, I guess, and you, you don't think you do, but you tell people the story, then it's inter- like I wish a girl that I liked was with me <clears throat> on that Sunday. I was bringing in my gift for Marina was five stalks of celery because she juices celery juice every day. So I'm like, here's a nice inexpensive gift that somebody who's unemployed could give to somebody. I wrapped it up right. and I was bringing it in. And I go to the comics table. It's like 11, 11 o'clock. And um, Mar- Sam Morell was there and Joe Mackey and Phil, <clears throat> the Keeping Joe podcast. Rachel was there too. And they're like, Joe Scout. And then Chappelle was sitting with his back to me. He goes, Joe Scout's here. <laughs> and uh, that was exciting. you know. I'm like, what's up? And he goes, what's happening? Man? Uh, so that, I mean, that's one of those things where you're like, no, he's, I, I know him really well. I'm like, sure you do. But then it's like, Joe Scout's here. But nobody was there to see it. So it doesn't matter. It's like a tree in the forest. You didn't but, uh, offer him your lighting theory, black lighting theory? He would have. He might have had some insight. Into I don't know that. whether I'd come up with it. No, I had. Yeah, you're right. I don't know why I didn't bring it up. I didn't bring it up to anybody that night. Well, anyway, she had this party, and we sang. We sang <laughs> uh, "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas." We practiced it twice, and then sang a duet together. Oh, yeah, it was fun. Nice. But um, yeah, no, everybody left after one. Can you blame them? Right. I was so thrilled that we left. You know, we finished at like two. I thought I was going to be there till five. Right. I was already, you know, full from potato <laughs> latkes. Yeah. yeah. But I also bought some uh, cupcakes, which seemed to be, um, I don't know, I, I did the best job I could as a, as a friend of a person who has a birthday on Christmas Day, who's been through I'm a lot I'm glad you didn't year. say a friend of a colored person. Oh, who... <laughs> no. Uh, 
No, I um, no, but then I drove her home. <clears throat> you know, and she lives in Harlem, so I was pretty uh, upset, about, you know, nervous about that. But uh, I would, you know, because when I go up there, and I know it's better now, but I always think of, you know, going through there in the eighties and how <laughs> terrifying it was. I just can't believe all these places that used to be so scary, like even Dumbo or right. Williamsburg, right. are now hip. It's just. <laughs> In my head. And you know how angry I get about Astoria with that being. Oh, yep. so speaking of which. <laughs> sorry. Um, and the crowd choked up. Um, so Saturday, Rachel and I, last Saturday, Rachel said, do you want to go to dinner? And uh, I said, sure. So I went to Williamsburg. First of all, I've discovered Vias. Right. Which have been really cheap and great because they had half the price of a taxi. You know, it's a ride share program. Right. So I've been working with that, which is good. But I... Figured out how to get to, you know, Williamsburg by train. Now with the subway app, it's such a dream come true. With the subway app, she lives off that G train, which is the worst train right. in the planet. Right. Um, and with the subway app, you can time it out perfectly. It tells you when to leave your house, and you know where the what trains are coming. And it worked like clockwork. It said leave your house at five fifty. But I said because I'm older now, I'm going to leave at five forty five in case I run into somebody that I know. Right. So. You know, that won't take away my time. And lo and behold, ran into somebody right on the street. My friend Jordana just had a baby. And uh, I was able to talk to her for five minutes because I had time. Right. I didn't have to rush off because I planned ahead. Right. But I had it timed out. I caught the E to the G. Got there right on time. It was amazing. So we're sitting there and I'm drinking and having a good time. And uh, she goes, let's go visit Pete, you know, her husband at the firehouse. He's in Williamsburg today. But it was much further than I thought. But it was like a seven-minute car ride. Sure. Um, but it was worth, you know, it was like, let's go down there. So we go down, we get some donuts, and we go down to the firehouse. And it, 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 and so we're in there, and we're saying hello to everybody. And then this kid comes up to me, and he goes, hey, you, you got any weed, man? You, you know how to roll a joint? You got weed, man? I want to smoke some weed. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Who the fuck is this kid? You know, like, I'm like, <laughs> why is he accosting me? And he looks really familiar, but it's not making any, I, maybe I, he looks familiar. I don't know. I'm so bad with names and faces. And he goes, come on, you got any weed? And I'm like, I, and then he goes, you don't remember me? And then I'm like, um, then it, it hit me. I was like, Teddy? And he goes, yeah, it's Teddy. Because then it made sense. I was thinking, I was going back and back. I used to work with him at this other job. And I remember when he became a firefighter. I just didn't think 20 years or 30 years later, he'd still be a firefighter. It makes sense, of course. But I hadn't seen him in such a long time. And he was a great guy. And right. yeah, then I had then everything came back. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is Teddy. When we were doing The Odd Couple in 1999, they said, you have to hire a fire marshal. And I'm like, well, my friend Teddy is a fireman. And they're like, no, he's not qualified. <laughs> and I'm like, what kind of scam are you people running? How is he not qualified to get people out of a building right. in case there's a fire? Meanwhile, the person they made me hire for like $25 or $50 a night was so high. If there was a fire, he would have just locked us in. <laughs> And be like, you know, everybody's for himself. So anyway, it was so great to see him. And we sat down and they made us dinner. They made us a plate. They were just sitting down to eat. And we ate with all the firefighters. So you had just had dinner yourself. And we just had dinner. So it was horrible. Like Rachel and I were just like, oh, we just ate. But they, you know, just made us a plate. Right. And it was beautiful. It was um, like a chicken cutlet with tomatoes on top of it. It was, it was nice and broccoli and some pasta. So I ate the whole chicken Wait, thing. Wait, do, do they do this every night? Every night. They cook for themselves. You know, they that somebody cooks. They have like a family dinner? Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, just... well, I guess when they can, you know, when there's nothing going on. So, right. yeah, I think they have a family dinner every night. Wow. So it was beautiful. There was no fires that night. Thank goodness. We all sat around. Had a great time. Rachel was hilarious. You know, I mean, can you picture this <laughs> right. really kind of hot She's girl? in her element. Yeah, yeah. She, you know, right. just talking to all the guys about, <clears throat> you know, about um, all her stuff and everything. And they just loved all the stories. And then, of course, she's just telling how we met, which is always funny. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what's wrong with my throat. And then, um, and Teddy was talking about like, yeah, me and Jessica, we used to get so fucked up. We would get wasted. And I'm like, this is good, I guess. They think I'm cool. So, you know, plus Rachel's husband is the captain. Right. So they all love him and they respect him. So it's even better right. that the captain's wife is telling these stories and she's a professional comedian. Right, of so course. So they are so happy to be eating. That was the best meal we ever had. Yeah, I mean, yeah. even, you know, even though I was full, I, I was able to eat. <laughs> we didn't want to insult them, so we ate. Right, right. And it was such a fun time. And the guys were really nice, really nice. And then it was so funny. One of the guys was trying to tell the story. And he's like, and they're like, tell them this, tell them the story about that then when you were in Ireland. And he goes, oh, well, I was an island. And, and it's so funny. They're all trying to clean up the stories because Rachel's there. It, it's like a, it's like a, that Mel Brooks high anxiety where the two kids come to his conference. And he goes, well, when the man's pee, pee, pee you know, and the lady's balloons. He's looking at the two kids. It's just like that's the guy telling the story. He goes, well, I was there. And there were these two girls. One was a sister. And the sister was... She was larger than the other sister, you know, like, and she's like, um, it's okay, you can say fat chick. Uh, he goes, oh, no, I, you know, whatever. And he's making these gestures. And he goes, so, you know, I went up and I was just kind of, he's trying to be polite, but the way he's saying it, it's, it's even funnier than him being a little crude. Right. It's funnier trying to see him be polite in front of this girl. Uh, it's so cute. One of the captain's wife, you know, right, like, right. I mean, not to put it that way. Right. And uh, it was, uh, the story was hilarious. I mean, really hilarious. And, <laughs> you know, whatever. And then he said, like, and then she never called me. You know, like, <laughs> he said, this girl, like, he's treating her like kind of, not crabby, but, uh, you know, they had a good time. And he goes, no, she didn't call me. No, she didn't call me. <laughs> but uh, it, it was such a fun time. And, um, and then we just, then I was just thinking, I wish Peter was actually, I would, I would give them this golden tea machine they have so much time to kill oh, when they're not you know if they're not busy right it would be nice to buy the machine but if he's not there all the time you know i don't know it's like plus they don't get meals they have to pay for their own meals they all had to leave money up on the board for the meals uh -huh. and then teddy goes well remember you used to pay for lunch when we worked at the firm and i'm like oh i guess but i don't know firefighters like i feel, I feel like if i knew one particular firehouse i would get all the restaurants next door to get involved and say, can't you provide one meal a month to these guys? Right. You know, can't everybody just chip in? It seems... Well, maybe that's a nonprofit you should start. How about that? I just, I wouldn't even know where to begin to do that. I just, well, that's the thing. If, if Pete was at one fight, he right. moves around because he's the captain, you know? How, do, um, how do, I don't know how well firefighters get paid. Do they... I don't know either, so, but I'm sure it's not a big deal that they have to right. pay. It's like we do have to pay for their lunches, but I feel like, Jesus, why should firefighters pay for their... Right. I don't know. It's just... Um, I guess it's the thing. Anyway, it's so nice. They eat around this table. Then they took me on the tour. I was like, hey, you want to see the tour? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Because Rachel, remember how she was making fun of me? Like, then he has to see where they sleep. <laughs> well, I don't know any man who used to be a boy... <laughs> who doesn't want to see where the firemen sleep? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What are you saying? You don't want to go see the pole and where they sleep? Yeah, of course you do. So Rachel's an idiot when it comes to that. Fuck her that she doesn't think a guy wants to see that. Any man wants to see that. Right. So 
They took me upstairs. They saw the bedrooms. It's, uh, you know, fascinating. It's not that great. It's like just cots. You know, they don't want to make it comfortable, I think, because you're not <laughs> supposed to really be sleeping. Right. And then they had this den where they hang out, and they saw the pole. They're like four poles in case, you know, wherever you are. Oh. They saw their gym, which is like old school, serious, manly gym, you know. <laughs> but it was such a fun time. Were you erect most of the time? Yeah, pretty that? much. Well, that's the thing. Rachel kept telling everybody like, at the last fireplace we were at. He just kept telling how hot the guys were, and I'm like, <laughs> and I think they were disappointed that I didn't say that here. You know, they're just regular guys here. But the other ones in Manhattan, I mean, they, they, they were sick. They hot. groom. They were sick hot. I mean, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, not that these guys weren't good looking. I'm just saying they they were all of all different shape, shapes and sizes and ages. Right. There's, I mean, Teddy is probably my age, and he's you know. And there were lots of guys, you know, with gray hair and stuff. And they're, right. you know, I mean, they work in their 20, 30 years. So. Sure, sure. But um, so it was just diverse. Whereas that one we went to, it was just all models that probably posed for calendars. <laughs> Not that these guys couldn't either. It was just, it was just, there were so many of them. I get it. They were really hot in Manhattan. They like, were, yeah. right? I mean, if you're a real man, you can tell, you can say that, you know, whatever. But Rachel likes to make fun of me, which is fine. <laughs> it's still funny. But it was an outstanding time. Saturday, that was last Saturday night. It was I super like, fun. I like how your reference is um, high anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because I always remember that scene where he's talking and then those, he's, and I mean, it's just, it's just like turbocharge. Right. It's exactly the same kind of humor. It's <laughs> right. just he had more money. And, you know, they're in the convention, and this guy goes, sorry, I couldn't get a sitter. I mean, that's the stupidest <laughs> thing ever, right? right. It's the stupidest fucking plot device. <laughs> I couldn't get a sitter, and he brings his two daughters to the psychiatric convention in San, San Francisco, right. and the two girls are just sitting there with no smiles on their faces, <laughs> bored out of their minds, and that's how he used to change his tactic. I mean, that's right out of Joshua coming out like, but in fact, we did that. <laughs> yeah, We ripped that that's off. That's literally... Uh... Sorry, I couldn't get a sitter. His <laughs> right. mom's hot. You know, whatever. Right. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, I can't... It's, you know, fuck you. <laughs> and now that I think about it, we just ripped that exact scene off. I couldn't get a sitter. I think that's what Ben Orr says. Right? Yeah, that's literally what he says. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's funnier than that? Nothing. Nothing no. is funnier than that. Nothing. You know, in a weird, slightly related way to that, um, I just saw for the first time since 1980, Condor Man. Condor Man. It's a Disney movie about a comic book uh, artist who becomes a spy. Jennifer Connelly's not in that, is she? No, I don't think so. I remember that movie, but I don't. I never saw it. Oh, I remember it coming out. Well, I it was just like what you're saying about visiting the fire station because it's like it's like every boy's dream. So I saw it, you know, now, and it's still amazing. Like it still got me all excited because he's a he's a super he's he's not he's a regular guy. He's a comic book artist, and his friend works for the CIA, and he's in Paris, and he like he gets involved in like this like spy thing. Oh. And then, like they the, made a lot of movies like that in the eighties, right? Right. Well, so this all of a sudden he's like, so so then they need him to do this, pull this other job because the Russian agent wants to defect and she likes him now, and so he's like, well, if I'm going to do this, I need the following, and he leaves a list, and then for the rest of the movie, he's got like every cool Batman toy that you could possibly imagine that he has to make it for him to be able to like escape through Europe. Oh, it's the coolest. Oh, have I never seen it's this? It's a cool thing, amazing. and you watch and you're like, oh you my mean, god, he that's makes a cool the Batman thing. like kind of weapons yeah so something. he's like oh driving so he, they dress up as gypsies to his they're in romania somewhere they were dressed up as gypsies and they're in this old gypsy cart and then the you know the evil russians are coming so he pushes a button and this cool like hot rod flies out of oh my god i mean it's just like every boy's yeah, wet dream of right of and course it's the coolest movie i, can't I was believe like, i missed it it's great well, it's it still must have good. come out that our age difference must be right, uh, right yeah you were I'm, like a teenager well, i was probably in college you, you said it was the 80s right it was so. like nine in the 80s oh 1980 80 or 81 yeah no yeah yeah, yeah. 
Oh, then I would have loved that movie. I was in high school. I, mean, I, would have <laughs> I saw it in the theater in Mexico. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. Oh, I don't know how I missed it. That's, I mean, that sounds awesome. It also sounds like the premise of Gotcha. <laughs> you know, kind of. the exact same premise where they had all those mistaken identity movies in <laughs> right. the 80s or right. whatever, which have all taken from North by Northwest, of course. Of course. But um, Which is probably in this puzzle somewhere, it's right? It's not. What? I don't know whether they have any Alfred Hitchcock in there. You don't have one Alfred Hitchcock. You have Toy Story, but you don't have an Alfred Hitchcock in this puzzle? I don't get that. Yeah, the only thing, maybe there's the Maltese Falcon. Hal's in there. Hal's oh, in is. there. There's uh, There is Hal in there. Oh, I see the Maltese Falcon. So, and then Mary Poppins is probably the oldest reference they have there. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of Marvel superhero. I think they could have done with just one. And then... Uh, put... I'm glad. I'm glad they kept it to one. No, they could have done. They have multiple. Oh, did you hear they had the um, the Golden Globes Day? People are complaining that there were no female directors again. I really want everybody to shut up. Who was nominated? I don't even Nobody, know. Nobody. No, there were no female directors nominated. Oh, I see. I so, see. Sorry. So, well, you know, it been... works out. It's going to work out. Don't worry, everybody. Who, There's well, plenty of other female directors coming up. It's going to work out. Everybody relax. <laughs> I don't even. What, what, were, what were the movies that would have had a few? Oh. Um, well, the Mr. Rogers one, I suppose she could have been nominated. Um, and book the, smart. that idiot Greta Gerwig again for Little Woman. Right, right. All right, maybe, but I don't know. You know, you're up against Martin Scorsese, right? And uh, I don't know who else. I mean, it'll you know, stop complaining and grow up. It's an <laughs> award. Just keep making good movies, and everything will come. You have to relax. <laughs> you true. can't just say we didn't. I mean, it's working. Everybody knows. But I'm saying, if you keep saying it, right. there's not enough black people now. There's not enough women, and people still don't do it. It means. Apparently, no one cares. So why do you keep complaining about it? Who, who's vote? Why don't you change who's voting? Right. That's. True. I mean, if nobody's voting for the women, what are you supposed to do? Right. Everybody who has votes is forward thinking. Right. So if they know, <laughs> it's not like you know everybody yeah, yeah. from the KKK is part of a, a voter. <laughs> um, the Golden Globes are the foreign press, so I don't know who the hell those are. But I mean, if right, the Oscars are all American voters. And then they're not going to vote. I mean, I guess they will because everybody's been complaining now. So I'm right. sure for the Oscars, they'll vote a couple of women. I'm, I'm in. sure Little Women will be on there. Oh, now because she's complained. So now right. she worked herself into an Oscar nomination. <laughs> right, exactly. I, I can't stand her. I can't stand her or her movies. Yeah. Uh, there was that Lady Liberty. What the hell? That Lady thing? Bird. Oh, my God. Shut up. <laughs> I don't even like her as an actress. Um, However, that all being said, <laughs> if she asked me to be in a movie, I'd be very honored. Oh, she's terrific. She's terrific. Because Dave Duskow is two-faced right. when it's necessary. <laughs> it's important to be that way. And this is what I do. I play both sides, right? So, you know, if um, there's like a, you know, somebody that is not nice. I'm trying to use an example without saying your people's name. Names, your neighbor, the the. Oh, that guy? No, fuck that. He knows I can't stand it. But uh, the, yeah, I'll, I will be nice when, yeah, whatever. It's better to be two-faced because, uh, you know, who needs trouble? Right. But then you've, they, the funny thing is there's this podcast that's like a record of everything you said forever on the internet. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I don't care. Um, so what? just uh, in final thoughts, what did you do for New Year's Eve? Oh, I... What does somebody who has a nine-year-old I, I, do I went New to a, a Jewish man's house. Is that... Um, no, I went to um, uh, our friends down the street. They have two kids. They, you know, they bought a house just like two blocks away from us. They bought a house. It's brilliant. They bought the land and built like a house Shut up, on really? there. And his mother-in-law lives there or his mother. I forget who. It, like, huh. they, it's like a double house. Like they built, they have now like their own spot. Yeah, that would have been good for me. Or I could have moved my mother and it would have been a lot more convenient. Yeah. You yeah. would have saved a lot of Yeah, I've always thought money. about that. You know, I was over 
Elon Altman's house. I went to his parents' house the next, uh, like on Monday for potato latkes and Hanukkah ceremony stuff, which was really fun. They've lived in this building on the Lower East Side for a hundred years. Wow! Like his mother, his grandmother lives there still, and they've lived. They've owned the place for like a hundred years. He, his dad is the, you know, the whatever you call it, the head of the building and stuff. And they yeah. live in this, you know, really nice place in the Lower East Side, which I didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd never hang out there. It's very to the far. There's no subways around that area. Yeah, and. um you know, so their grandmother lives, you know, in the building next door. So it's a great way for his him to keep tabs. You know, like I wish I could move my mother to next door. Right, right. You know, that would be good so I can keep tabs on her. It would be a lot easier. I've always thought about that. I would like, I remember telling Beth a long time ago, I'm like, well, I'll get a house and I'll move uh, mommy into, the, you know, like another room or something. And she goes, you will? I'm not doing that. And I'm like, I don't know. It seems like a good idea. I mean, she's so annoying, but um, at least he can keep tabs on her. You know? No, it makes sense. I think, but... uh now you don't have a job, so that's no, kind of... and I don't think I can buy the apartment next door. <laughs> right. Although I'd like to. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so for me, I uh, Jeff Ross came to town, and we had a great time. We went to um, dinner, and then we went to Sid Gold's, um, <laughs> which is like a karaoke place, a live piano player, but it's partly owned by Adam Schlesinger. Okay. And uh, he was there, but then I missed him somehow. And it was uh, run by Seth Herzog, who warms up the Tonight Show. And I ran into a bunch of people. I ran into this guy, Randy Pearlstein. I haven't seen him in a long time. It was actually nice to see him. He was listening to the podcast. He goes, I was li- I listen- he's a professor at Rutgers now. And he's like, I was listening to your podcast. And then it just stopped like two years ago. And I'm like, what? I've been- I just did my 250th episode. Oh, because he was listening to the spread? No, I don't know. It was on iTunes and his feed just stopped. But I know on iTunes it shows... It shows the right ones. I, I don't, I it's don't know. It's not because the name changed and all that? That's what I thought. But... He had the night flight. I don't. I don't really know. Huh. As I said, because he knew everything. He's like, so your niece is going to, uh, you know, whatever. And I'm like, oh yeah, right. <laughs> it, was, it was really funny, but it was funny. And then we went back to the cellar and we had a pretty good New Year's. You know, I just wanted to get it over with, right? And uh, just get to New Year's Day and just, uh, you know, move on. Here it is, 2020. Here it is. And here we are, folks. Yeah. Here we are. It's exciting. I think. I mean, I know I had a whole bunch of stuff, but I think we record. We uh, covered everything. You, oh, you I, literally just turned the page to page two. There's like. Well, I now I remember what I wanted to say about New Year's. I was fortunate enough. I can't even believe this. I met John Viner. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. So Jeff goes, "That's my friend John Viner," and I knew that name, but I couldn't figure out where. I know him from this. <laughs> Hey, new Brian, bad news. You got to leave. Huh? What are you talking about? This is my home. Nobody likes you here, man. Well, I disagree. I think everybody likes me. No, we don't. We don't like your cooking, your stupid karaoke nights, and we especially don't like the way you hump that chair in the den. Well, Rupert seems to like my humping. What did you say? Rupert humped him for two hours yesterday. He just laid there and took it. Did he? Yeah, and now every time you're sleeping with him... He's going to be thinking of me. And that is why I killed myself, chopped myself up, and put myself in the garbage. Wow, he must have had some demons. Oh, my God. Suicide. How could we have misjudged him so severely? Oftentimes, it's the ones who seem the happiest. Well, the upside is, at least we have our old Brian back. From now on, buddy. Anyway, he played new Brian. Uh, that was his voice. And he I see. multiple voices in Family Guy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I couldn't believe it was very... Good looking. He's tall and handsome. And they, did you tell sounds, him? That? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was exciting to meet him. I mean, he's on 
you know, he does everything on Family Rights and does right. all those. Well, he does all those. Mr. Griffin, if you, you know, like kind of like the <laughs> Phil Hartman of the Simpsons, right? Right. right. And uh, I remember he was New Brian, and it's just like I don't know. I think everybody likes me, but yeah, he was terrific. He was so fun. He was dressed in New Year's clothing. He was wearing a jacket with like you know, uh, you know, lights on it and stuff, and he was wearing a hat with lights on it. And it was it was fun. He was right. in the, he was, but he was really a nice guy. It was like, very exciting. Huh. Uh, to meet him, so that was kind of that's uh, the one thing I definitely had. Uh, the, what thing. what season was that Simpsons clip you played from? I don't know, but it was uh, like seven or something. So it's like know? an older one. Yeah, it's an older one for sure. It's probably like ten years old, maybe, but it was pretty good. Yeah. Also, um, uh, Jeff and I sang. We did the karaoke. We did uh, Sweet Caroline, and he he can't help himself. As soon as he got up with the mic, he's like, "Hey, everybody, how about a hand for the piano player?" You know, it's nobody else was doing. They're just like ready to do the songs. He just can't help himself. But then he's like making fun. He's like hands, touching hands. He's like, you know, like Jerry Sandusky. It was pretty fun. It was a that was a, it was a fun news. I got really drunk, I think, which is fine because it was New Year's. Right. Meanwhile, I don't. I'd love to. I wouldn't mind. You know, I don't not drinking that much, so it's okay. I was going to say maybe I'll be sober for January, but I don't. I'm not getting that messed up anymore. You know, but New Year's is right. an exception. But how's your tolerance these days? Where do you where do you stand on? It's like, pretty beers? good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Like I mean, I I can yeah. I mean, there's sometimes I have no tolerance, and then there's some days where I can go all night, which I did on New Year's pretty much. I mean, the only reason I left is because they closed the bar. Right. You know, I went to the bar at the end and just um. You know, they were like, well, we're closing. And I'm like, fine. And then I walked Phil Hanley and his girlfriend home. Right. It was fun. I saw Joe Mackey and his girlfriend. Everybody was out with their girlfriends. I don't understand. <laughs> Why would you do that on New Year's? That's Even Jeff true. was with his girlfriend. It is a weird thing. I was with my boyfriend, Elon. Right. Right. I, I You know, I tried to get some dates and, um, you know, no one cared. It's difficult to ask people out for New Year's if you haven't seen them during the year. Well, what about all the girls you've been hanging out with? They were all busy? Uh, they all hate me now. Oh, really? Yeah, I got to um, you know, wait till the summer again until it all works Should itself out. Should I delete them off of my phone? Is it Oh, <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, isn't that funny? Um, yeah. Yeah, they're okay. all they're all angry. I think I ruined everything, which is um, you know, well, start I, 2020 with a clean slate, I guess. That's the way I like to think about it. All right, well, that's our show for today. Uh, our first one of 2020. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Memo, is there anything you wanted to... I know you've been working really <laughs> hard. Yeah, but nah, it's fine. It's, it's, it's all right. Well, anyway, remember, Thursday, January 23rd, is the big call-in show right. at 3462 Juskow, 7 p.m. If you call in at that time, you know, between 7 and 8.30, call in any time. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. You couldn't get, come up with a word for 3462? No, no, believe me. I tried a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff. I tried the night fly. I tried stuff. And I'm like, I couldn't believe I was able to get 3462 just out. I mean, that's unbelievable. It's not like cock or something? Well, like... no, it's not. No, I, I look. Maybe it is. I don't know. But uh, <clears throat> 3462 just out. January 23rd. We'll talk about more about that next week, and if there's any changes or complications, we'll let you know about that, too. But for now, that's it. Also, remember, January 9th, Thursday, uh, Westside Comedy Club, me and Alda Namer, Elon Altman, uh, Nick Griffin again, and Joe Mackey. And then on January 13th, same thing, Nick Griffin, Joe Mackey, but we added Rachel Feinstein, Ian Finance, and a uh, fifth person to be named. Right. 
Uh, and then Tuesday, January 21st at the Gotham Comedy Club. You have to give your your dates, you know, when you're trying to yeah, put it together. Your spots. Yeah. What are your pronouns? What does that mean? <laughs> Never mind. That's a millennial talk. Anyway, yeah, it's early here. Memo came out early because um, he's got stuff he's got to do. And he, uh, I said, yeah, if you can come early, that's good for me, too, because maybe I can get stuff done, too, which yeah. would be nice. I'm, doing an al- I'm making an album cover. That's what I have you to do. You are? Play. Yeah, for this musician I love. Yeah. Do you want to say his name? Uh, Terry Taylor. He has a new solo album that after many horrible. years. <laughs> you know, um, I'm sorry. I opened for David Tell on Friday, last Friday at Caroline's, and I met this girl, Leslie Mendelson. Okay. And... Uh, she was terrific, really nice, and she had just opened for The Who at Madison Square Garden because I thought they were full of shit. <laughs> I'm like, I never heard of her before. She goes, well, she just opened for The Who, and I'm like, come on. <laughs> and then I looked it up. It was true. Her music is very good, but it's like Nora Jones depressing. Right. And they said, why don't you come and do a song at my show? And she goes, do you think they'd like me? It's another comedy show. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it'll be great. But then I heard it, and I'm like, oh, maybe it won't be that great. <laughs> but I figured for the Jusky, she can do the In Memoriam section. <laughs> but meanwhile, I was at the Giants tailgate on Sunday, and it was so crowded on the train. I was listening to her music, and it was perfect to get you through. Melody Leslie out. Mendelson. Uh, so she, they had someone with really Nora Jones-like music open for them. Very strange, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess they try and give the new kids a break. So That's nice of them. Anyway, Memo Salazar, thank you so much for coming. You can see his work on Sesame Street. Yeah. Which he does do. Uh, he's been doing more directing. Yeah. The and he uh, edits. the. the um, the 50th anniversary special anniversary special just aired. That was huge. Yeah, I saw that. That was, that was uh, great, except I don't care for Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but right. <laughs> uh, I guess everyone else does. Yeah, I he's just awesome. don't like him for other reasons. Anyway, folks, we'll see you next week. Happy 2020. See you next week on The Night Fly. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.